Hi, I'm Andy Moore, your Friday host of the 8 O'Clock Buzz. Thanks for spending your mornings with us. We love bringing you this blend of art and music and news and politics and, and more. In return, we ask that you spend a little to support this show. And it's easy. Go to wortfm.org slash donate. We move from climatology to poetry. Um, and, and I don't know why, but winter seems like a, a great time for poetry. And, and as fate would have it, a poetry series kicks off this weekend at the Arts Lit Lab. It's called the Winter Festival of Poetry. And over the course of the next few weeks, the series will feature poets from Wisconsin. We'll introduce you to a couple, actually three of the participating poets in a moment. Uh, and, and well, right now, and, and here's some poetry to warm us up in a moment. Uh, but first, we'll talk poetry and the festival itself with one of the organizers, James Roberts. Good morning, James, and welcome to the Friday Buzz. Thank you for having me on the show. You're so welcome. Uh, it, this is a very ambitious curation of poets and their work in the weeks ahead. How did the Winter Festival of Poetry take shape? Well, it began in the mid-1980s as a Festival of Lakes Poetry Marathon, and then in 1987, a woman named Victoria Ford developed the Winter Festival of Poetry being held at the old Victor Allen's on State Street. And so it's been going on for 37 years, except for 2021 when it was canceled because of the pandemic. I had, I had no idea it had that long of a shirt tail. And I remember the Festival of the Lakes. Um, and uh, what a neat coincidence that the roots of this festival goes back to that festival. <laughs> yes, that was before I moved to Madison. Okay. <laughs> um, well, so what kinds of poetry, uh, if that's not a silly question, uh, and, and, and people can the audience expect over the next several weeks? All types of poetry, from spoken word performance to traditional poetry, free verse there. It all depends on the poets, and I try to arrange a wide diversity of poets and poetry styles. The, the first uh, of the series is this Sunday at Artlist Lab, is that correct? That's correct. At, at what time? At 2 o'clock p.m. And how many po poets will be presenting? Usually six poets per oh. week will read for 10 to 12 minutes each from 2 until 3.30. That's a really nice shot of, of people and poetry. Um, if I may, um, we can't speak any longer about poetry without hearing a poem. Do you have a poem this morning you can share with us? I do. It's from my collection 100 Breaths, which was published in 2020 by Portage Press. And uh, since uh, we are speaking of very cold weather... Um, this is a poem called Things to Remember. The blizzard of 78, when schools were closed for days and I had to walk a half mile to my paper route through a windswept tunnel of snow, then plod from house to house, delivering newspapers to door, side porch, mailbox. The young blue-eyed woman, hair wet from the shower, she let her towel drop, standing in the freezing cold, her skin a translucent mirror. <laughs> oh, God. When you, you remember when you were 14. I'll tell you something, and this is a power of poetry, and I'm not <laughs> trying to pander, but you took us to so many different places in the course of 20 or 25 seconds <laughs> in, in that verse. What, what paper did you deliver? It was the Waterloo, Iowa Courier. Oh, boy, that sounds heavy. I'm talking with James Roberts, the organizer of the Winter Festival of Poetry Series and a poet himself, as you know now. Uh, that begins this Sunday, as we said. And now we're going to share the mic with a couple of other poets. I'm joining us by phone from Milwaukee. Welcome to Amanda Reavy. Good morning, Amanda. Hello. 
I'm glad you're there. Also on the phone in Madison uh, is Madison poet Rachel Werner. Uh, good morning, Rachel. Good morning. Oh, good. That that long pause, you know, that that, that puts <laughs> the uh, podcast radio guy uh, in the in the emergency room. Glad you're I both here. Dramatic. That, that's okay. Um, uh, fine, you're here. Amanda, I'll, I'll start with you. Poetry seems to be gaining more cultural spotlight, almost like uh, story slams. Um, why do you think that is? Um, I think that um, just people can express their emotions, and there's a catharsis and. Um, people are returning back to their roots. Uh, that makes sense. Rachel, why do you, why do you think poetry uh, is gaining in popularity again? I think it's a part of the, I don't know that it really ever left per se, but mm. I think the idea that so many more um, poets are kind of getting the recognition on a higher platform, you know, in the media, mm-hmm. you know, um, so we've got Ross Gay, we've got Amanda Gorman, you know what I mean? I just feel like there's this kind of, that helps a lot. But I also think poetry, one of the reasons it's still around is because people have always been interested in it. I think it's one of the most accessible um, mediums of literature, of like a literary art, not only because of the length and because it's just that, that it's meant to be playful, but it can also be serious, kind of like what mm-hmm. you said about James' poem, right? It kind of can go all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I think people like to be surprised. You know, most poems <laughs> have some sort of twist at the end, and I think people like the fun of it. Uh, Rachel, uh, staying with you, how were you attracted to the form, and when did you s- start writing poetry? I, I think I've written poetry off and on for my whole life, even just journaling, you know, while growing <laughs> up. I also think that it gives me a, a more, that, again, that playfulness. It's a, it's a mode of creativity that I feel like I can express some really serious ideas or themes in, but I also don't feel forced to, you know, if I just want to, you know, I have like a lot of poems that, that are based on alliteration, right, that I'm just kind of playing around with mm-hmm. um, th- using words that start with the same letters. And, you know, I- I'm kind of a word nerd, so I love <laughs> the idea of just kind of that hunt of having to find that exact word that'll fit like the rhythm and the rhyme scheme, you know? Yes. I-, I like a challenge. So I just, yeah, I- it's a different outlet for me than the other types of writing that I do. Even even your label, Word Nerd, is a poem. Um, <laughs> you can't get out from under it. Did you ever hear Muhammad Ali's uh, shortest poem in the world, the, the great uh, late boxer? Did you ever hear I what have, he said? I've heard of it, but I don't know. I can't. I don't know off the top of my head. A reporter, you know, he did he, he did rhymes and poetry a lot, um, just to taunt his opponents and to gain um, attention to himself, of course. So one one day, a reporter asked him, um, "Hey, uh, hey, champ, uh, can you give us the shortest poem in the world?" And Ali said, "Oh, yes." And so then he said, he paused and he said, "Me, we." So, it, it, so that that's Muhammad Ali's poem. Um, Amanda, are you still there? Oh yeah. Oh good. Okay. I'm sorry to get sidetracked with boxer poetry, but what, in, Amanda, in your opinion, what makes a good poem? What are the ingredients? Um, well, I think it depends on the poet, and it depends on what they're right. I don't like to say that there's good and bad poetry. There's just it just hmm. is, and. Um, I think that poetry that makes you feel free is good poetry. Um, Virginia Sartier was an author and a clinical social worker and said that good poetry was poetry that you could see and hear. You know, you had freedom to feel what you feel, freedom to say what you think, 
freedom to ask for what you want and freedom to take risks, and that's what makes good poetry. That leads me to Bob Dylan's definition. He said, a poem with a pile of words that can stand up and walk away on its own. Um, I've asked each poet to share two brief poems this morning, and um, we, we heard one from, from James. So it's kind of wet, wet your whistle for the Winter Poetry Fest. Amanda, will you go first and briefly set up your poem and then and read it aloud? Sure. I do have a fun kind of darker poem. It's called Belladonna, and just what you need to know is Belladonna. Um, in Italian, it means beautiful woman, but also can be a poisonous herb. Uh, that, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know why I wrote this. It, it was just like I had a falling out with a friend, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to write this. Uh, but it goes, uh, before you pull the trigger, dear, come in and have a cup of tea. Remember days not long ago when we were sisterly. I've chamomile and lavender, red wine if you'd prefer, or we could play gin rummy if you're nervous and unsure. Before you pull the trigger, dear, come in and have a cup of tea. I know we both are artists, and there's no apology. Of chamomile and lavender, perhaps you'll nap before the deed. I'll wrap a sheet around you, and I'll plant a garden seed. I love um, the uh, <laughs> mixture of, of tension and um, friskiness in that poem. Um, that's it, it, it goes back to what James was saying earlier about how much territory can can be covered um, in, in a piece of verse. Um, could you could you set up and, and, and read a, a second poem, Amanda? Sure. Um, this is quite different. It's called When There Are No Days. And at the time I wrote it, I was living on an island in Greece and just watching the, um, the ferry come in in the morning. Um, so it goes, come with me to watch the last boat pull away from the harbor, engulfed by sounds of fishermen slamming octopi against marble, hoping to see waves catch moonlight, a memory of, I've forgotten. When the wind picks up, we'll ask the night watch the impossible question, how I wanted to write about romancing the earth but remembered only concrete jungle, a bird snagged on wires. You wanted to know how the sun bears down, how sweat could drip from your forehead. Perhaps he'll tell us to take off our shoes, squint our eyes, feel the world tip sideways, refracting light, a lingering from childhood when we'd climb trees barefoot to feel our toes grip the bark. Oh, beautiful verse from this morning from Milwaukee poet Amanda Reavy. Um, at, at, uh, 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 Rachel, um, w will you share the first of, of your two poems? Yes. Um, the first poem I'm going to read is Scribe. I really like to write about the process of writing. <laughs> so that's kind of what Scribe is in reference to, and obviously the title and then the theme of the poem itself. At times the words flow, but the days when they don't, the absence of keystrokes stops my heart. Exacerbating the waiting, wanting, and waning, perpetual cousins, Repetitive lures dragging me toward jagged cliffs of dissatisfaction from not manifesting artistic skill upon demand. Dreams rise and plummet, mimicking the peaks and lurches of the mental silent roller coaster I live within. A singular voice screeching, I cannot leave until I am dead. But erasure lacks the vitality only novelty can provide. Thus again, I begin. I write. I weep, I wilt, 
exposed to the unforgiving stares of friends, foes, and those above in a heaven to which I shall not go, that may ignored by the fiends in the hells below, from whom judgment is the only sin. Words simply said, not hoard or cajoled for dollars, about lived truths I've denied, then severed. Oh, that's nice. A poetry on the poetry process, um, in a way. Um, and and can you can you give us one more poem? Yes, I can. Did you like the little bell that I kind of had a little? Like, yes. <laughs> I thought it was, thought it was I hearing things. Time. <laughs> <laughs> no extra charge, right? Yeah, no, yeah, you guys a little sound effects this morning there. Well, I told you, I like the dramatic flair. Yeah, I'll say. <laughs> yeah, so the next poem, Benchmarks, again, I like a lot of poems, uh, poets and poems. I like to touch upon sometimes contemporary themes as well. So bubbles on a page I filled, then burned, so I wouldn't hang a rock in a cell instead. Better be trapped to fix the ones in my head. Pen scratches page, then punctures through to the side where empty spaces grew. Another blank page providing a view I only imagined wielding words into clues of mistakes made in a long queue of human disasters I was drawn to. Salvation is evasive when tragedy's true, living as a target like black folks do. Oh, that's so nice. Rachel Werner, um, Amanda Reavy, thank you so much um, for, for appearing uh, on the Friday Buzz, and good luck um, at, the, at, at, the, at the forthcoming festivals. Um, also, a big thank you to festival organizer and poet James Roberts. Thanks to you all, and good luck with the series. I would be remiss if I didn't say that this Sunday will feature a special performance by the truly remarkable Loon. Oh, okay. All right. So everybody wear a bike helmet. All right. Okie dokie. We talked to two poets who were so nice to meet.